This is Bloomberg Business of Sports. The world's changing. And what are things we can do to, to transform our business and engage our fans globally in different ways? People are using their name and likeness to create more opportunities, more stakes in companies. In order to turn the organization around, we had to turn it around not only just on the baseball operations side, but on the business operations side. Football and any other sport is very difficult, but I like to broaden my horizons and be able to expand sports. You need to be consumed live. And that's a big competitive advantage for intellectual property holders of sports content in the media landscape. Bloomberg Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio. Hi, everyone. I'm Jason Kelly. And I'm Mike Lynch. And I'm Michael Barr. Over the next hour, we will explore the big money issues in the world of sports and talk to some of the biggest players in the industry. Today, we're speaking with someone. He transcends sports, entertainment, culture, all of it. We're talking about Ice Cube, of course, among many things the founder of the Big Three. It kicks off this weekend here in Las Vegas, which is where I am. Cube, really, really good to have you with us. So this is a massive weekend. Sports are back. Tell us about what we're going to see at the Big Three. Oh, man, some great um, fireball three action. You know, guys going at it, playing three on three at the highest level. Uh, We got some great um, names, you know, like Joe Johnson and Al Jefferson and uh, Swaggy P, uh, Katino Mobley, uh, Josh Smith, Jared Jack, Nate Robinson. So, you know, you're going to see these guys who we've seen on um, NBA courts throughout the years. You'll be able to see them now on a big three basketball court uh, going at it, man. Half court, ferocious, professional, and fun. I want to go back to the whole thing when this whole thing started. What gave you this idea? Just growing up loving three on three, um, and I didn't think about it much um, until I started seeing these tournaments that they would put on for the weekend warriors. Uh, I think a couple of different companies had three on three tournaments, and I was like. You know, why are they doing this in the parking lot? Like, why isn't it a professional three-on-three league? So that, you know, that kind of laid there for for years in my mind. And um, then I saw Kobe play his last game, like 60 points. And what, what hit me was there's nowhere else to see him play. You know, even if I had money, I couldn't, you know, pay to see him perform at the highest level against his peers. So um, that's what really started the the idea of, you know, what if there was a professional three-on-three league and you had professional um, players come in the league and play that style of basketball, which is extremely famous all over the world. How was the recruitment process? A lot of these guys are done with their NBA careers. I assume that it's not too too much arm twisting to get them to come and play for you. Not true. I mean, a lot of guys play overseas. You know, they're still, just because the NBA told them that they didn't have enough room for them, these guys are in every different country you can name playing professionally. And um, so, you know, you have to really – you know, persuade guys that, yo, this league is great too. It's not full court five on five, but it's 
it's a uh, it's a brand of basketball that most people play, actually more than five on five. So uh, guys come in and they see how it's ran and how we uh, uh, take care of our players, and they want to play again in America. They want to play in front of their um, fans, in front of their friends and family. A lot of guys have kids who were real little when they played in the NBA, and now uh, their kids can really understand, so they want to see them back in the back in the game. So what's cool is, you know, we got guys who, you know, some guys are early 30s, some guys are, you know, late 20s. And, uh, and and find themselves playing in the big three, and they love it. So, Cube, no one knows media better than you. You know it from all sides of the business. Help us understand how media plays into the big three because distribution, people actually seeing the product is critical. It's very important to have a media deal. Um, we're with CBS, which... Uh, you know, raises our profile, allows people to see the game, love the game, and uh, follow the game. And um, but we have two hours on on CBS. The rest of of the games are on Triller and Fight TV uh, for free, which is great too because they're they're growing platforms uh, and they take our game worldwide. Um, so. We're happy to be involved with CBS, Triller, and Fight TV to be able to bring you the 2021 Big Three season. Basketball in general, top basketball players, you see uh, a lot more now uh, about uh, with social media, and you see uh, a lot more taking a stand. And for example, in the NBA, obviously LeBron James has has taken a stand. Do you see that happening with the the big three uh, about social change and uh, taking a stand? Well, I don't, I don't, I don't know if we have to take a stand. We just lead by example. Um, we have you know two female coaches who are champions, actually, Lisa Leslie and mm-hmm. Nancy Lieberman. Both have won championships in our league. Um, you know, we have, you know, um, Clyde Drexler as our commissioner, um, which is the coolest commissioner in sports, hands down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, um, you know, Amy Trask is the chairman of the board. Um, she uh, was the CEO of the Raiders for for 17 years or more. And um, and we're doing things like we were the first to allow players to to take uh, CBD for pain. Uh, we were the first to acknowledge mental health before everybody. You know, uh, the other leagues used to shun mental health, um, but we embraced it. Um, and and other leagues are following suit. Even other leagues are following suit with the CBD. So, you know, we feel like we're just leading by example, um, and we have an opportunity to do the right thing. So why just talk about it when you can be about it? 
And so that's what we're doing. Coop, uh, how are players uh, paid? And uh, do the salaries differentiate from each player, or does everyone get the same coin? What's great is everybody gets paid the exact same, even the coach. So all the players and the coach, and we have Hall of Fame coaches, um, which is great, but but uh, everybody gets paid the same. What's great about our league, um, you get more if you win the game, and you get less if you lose. So uh, it's a great incentive for guys to play hard. And, um, you know, we, we are an incentive-driven league. So the more you win, the more you make. Uh, even the, the bonus at the end, the more you, you know, if you're in first place, you get first place money. You're in last place, you get last place money. So, Q, what's the long-term vision for this business? Basketball, it is increasingly popular around the world. You're going international with the final, I believe, going to be the championship game is going to be in the Bahamas at Atlantis. Uh, give us the vision. Look around the corner. Well, I mean, you know, the the long game is to grow the sport, of course. Um, we will probably expand. You know, we're leaving a lot of talent on the sidelines. So um, expansion, um, you know, we travel all over the country now, all over the world. Uh, and w- that's what's great about our, our game. It's a, it's a rolling all-star game. So <laughs> when we come to your town, you know, we have over 100 legends with us that you all know and love. So it, it's, uh, it's really like, you know, create that you know, all-star feel everywhere we go. Uh, when I say all-star, you know, it, it reminds you of the NBA uh, all-star game or or like, um, you know, the Super Bowl feels when you when you go to a town and, and it engulfs the whole city. So we envision the, the big three growing to that status. Um, but we also see creating what we call a big cup where we invite uh, three on three um, teams from all over the world to to play in the big you know in a big three tournament um, to see who's the best in the world. So you know that's the long term vision. You know, just like you have the World Cup and the hoopla around that, we expect to have the same kind of hoopla around. Um, you know, three-on-three three hoops. So, um, you know, we have a long play. You know, definitely still looking for people uh, that want to invest and be a part of uh, something that's cool. And so, you know, we we know uh, we have big dreams. You know, it's going to take, you know, some big capital to make that happen. So, you know, we, we, uh, we got the vision. We got the players. We got the game. You know, it's just all about making sure that we make all the right moves. And we got some great sponsors. You know, we got Taco Bell. We have, uh, you know, Monster Energy, Toyota. Um, We're going to announce a new great one today that I can't um, announce. Um, So, you know, we're doing the right thing. Super Draft uh, is a new platform that's great for us. So just, you know, rolling this thing out. And trying to blow it up. 
All right, someone has to ask it, so it's going to be me. You are the man that made the phrase by Felicia very popular in the, in the Friday movies, which I love. You you have done a lot of movies. There's been, what, over 40 movies that you've been in. Where do you see your movie career going from here? Because you got a lot of stuff in the fire, man. You've got, obviously, with the big three going, and you got one heck of a movie career. You've got uh, a heck of a music career. Where do you see all of this going? Um, forward, hopefully <laughs> continue to continue to rise. Um, I love what I do and when I'm into, um, whatever I'm doing, I'm into it 110%. And so, you know, I have a couple of movies. Uh, I just finished a movie that's pretty good for universal. Um, I don't even know if I can give out the title. And so, and I'm going to start a movie after the season with uh, Jack Black. Hmm. Um, so, you know, the movie, the movie career is, um, is great, you know, and uh, what's great about, you know, being in my position, I can, you know, put things off. You know, I'm, I'm focused on the big three this summer, and it's great that I could just focus on that, make sure that um, is a great, season and then when the season is over and when the off season doing off season things i can go do my movie so it all works <laughs> out thank god <laughs> cuba we're all we're all basketball junkies on this show here we've all played three on threes and just sort of make up your own rules when you're playing in your backyard or the or the playground but i was intrigued by bring the fire rule can you explain that for me yes <laughs> the bring the fire rule is a rule where the coach can challenge a foul once a half. And he can challenge the foul by making the players involved in it go one-on-one for the call. So, <laughs> you know, a guy gets fouled, the coach says, no, bring the fire. Those, <laughs> those two players have to go one-on-one. If he makes it, the foul counts and the bucket. If he <laughs> misses, no foul. Foul comes off the board. We continue to play. It's a great. Um, it's like a penalty shot or a penalty kick. Um, so it's a, it's something that that we can do in three on three that I don't think you can pull off in a in a five on five setting. So you know that's what it's all about. It's all about you know Taylor making the game and making it you know, fun to play and watch. You know, we're not trying to be the NBA. You know, we're we're the big three. Um, and so we can do those little wrinkles and make our game uh, a lot funner to watch and play. You know, Cube, it, it's interesting seeing that you guys have, uh, I believe, lowered the minimum age for, for the league to 22 from, from 27. You know, we're at this moment where it feels like the economics of all of this are changing for the players. You see the new rules coming through with name, image, and likeness and and whatnot. Tell us, you know, your view about sort of the sport of basketball and players being able to make a living and, and getting paid, because clearly that's part of what's at the heart of this is is giving guys who want to play an opportunity. Yeah, you know, being a being a um uh, entertainer and looking at athletes and seeing 
their careers in so early. Um, can you imagine if, if somebody walked up to you at 33, 34 years old and told you, you're done in this industry, you know, yeah. <laughs> your services are over, you know what I mean? Go find something else to do. Uh, it, I mean, you got to feel for a guy who's, you know, spent his whole life honing his craft uh, from childhood to adulthood. And as soon as they get to understand it and really mature in it, somebody tell them to hit the door. And these guys are great basketball players. I mean, they know the game. They know how to play the game. They're not out there uh, trying to figure it out, stumbling around. And so for these guys to be out of a career or, or have to go overseas to play, I feel for them. So to be able to have a league where they can, you know, play in front of a, an American crowd, uh, in front of their families. You know, I had wives and grandmothers and mothers coming up to me with tears in their eyes because they never um, – thought they was going to see their son play again at this level. So um, it's just that that part right there. And even, you know, we got Hall of Fame coaches like Dr. J, George Gerving, Iceman, uh, Rick Berry, uh, Gary Payton. We got coaches like Reggie Thiers and Rick Mahorn and um, Charles Oakley, Michael Cooper, and to be able to, to uh, you know, give them a little equity in the league, and to make sure that they, they, um, you know, they these are basketball gods, and they don't have a, a piece of the NBA, you know. So to have a piece of the big three, and to for us to make sure this grow and thrive, and to see them or their family benefit from that, you know, that's that's the reward. I'm you know, hoping to give these guys. So that's what it's all about. How has it been for souvenirs for the big three? How how, how have the sales been going? How have the uh, collectibles been going? Because it, it must be neat. I mean, obviously, when you mention a guy like Rick Mahorn, because you know I'm going to mention him because I'm a Detroit fan. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it must be neat. I mean, it's like you, you have all the – things from autographs and things like that. How have you guys been doing in that department? Uh, great. Uh, and was amazing. We just signed a, a deal with fanatics and they, you know, when it comes to this space, they are the king of the space. So this is good to, to grow to a point where we can sign with fanatics and make sure, you know, our merchandise is, you know, um, top notch, and uh, delivered by the best company in the world to do it. So, um, you know, it, it, to me, it's uh, it's just going to get greater later. And, and um, you know, it's just an amazing um, partnership. And we we thankful that they, you know, saw that this league is growing and that they wanted to put their major, major push behind the league. Q, how, how do you draw in terms uh, of fans? Uh, obviously, last year was a wipeout with, with COVID. Uh, what, do, what do you anticipate to see how many folks are in the seats at the, both of these venues? Well, before um, 
COVID, we were averaging uh, 13,000 people. Uh, but who knows? You know, you never know. Um, you know, we're just happy to see fans in the stands, whoever want to come out. You know, some some people are, are ready to, to, you know, party like it's, you know, 1999, and some people are, uh, you know, are, are still, you know, a little skittish about gathering. So, you know, we don't know what to expect this year. We just know we're going to have great games on. And, uh, and if you can't make it in arena, check us out on CBS, Triller, or Fight TV. Um, and, you know, you're going to love it whether you're there or whether you're at home. You know, it's, it's great. And it's guys you know. Look, you know more of our guys than, than the guys you know in the finals. You know what I'm saying? The NBA, like, you're right. We got, we got more more uh, household names than they do in the NBA finals. So you're going to enjoy watching us on Saturday morning. Yeah, I, I'm hard-pressed to imagine, uh, you know, a, a, as you say, a commissioner cooler than uh, Clyde the the Glide Drexler. I, I don't think any, any other commissioner has a nickname quite like that or, or certainly a, a, a playing lineage. Um, you know, I did want to ask you about the, the CBS deal. How big is that, and how did that come about in terms of widening the, widening the audience? Well, it's, it's huge for us. You know, our first year we were on uh, Fox and uh, FS1, our first two years. And so to have our third year to be on CBS, it, you know, shows growth. You know, they were interested in the league from day one. Um, But they had some, you know, some changing of, of, uh, you know, personnel at the top. So they had to really wait. And um, and acquired us uh, for year two, um, and so you know, I mean year three. I'm sorry, you know the pandemic, and that that missed year it, it throws me off a little bit. Yeah, you know, but but so you know we're we're back at it with them for season four. I think uh, you know they love the big three. They understand what to expect. You know, year one is always, you know, a little growing pain. So we expect it to be a top-notch coverage. We got great people covering the game. Uh, We got John Sally on the sideline this year. We got Brian Custer and um, Jim Jacks, Avery Johnson. Um, So we got some great, you know, personalities to call the game, Uh, you know, A1. I want to buy a fireball, the actual one used on the court. How can I get one of these balls here so I can go play some ball in my backyard? Fireballs are going to go on sale soon. You know, you'll be able to go to uh, big3.com, go to our store, and uh, you'll be able to buy a fireball. We're just working out some things on getting the supplies in. You know, everything is kind of backed up on the shipment so once we have them in we'll put them we'll put them on sale 
uh, Lynchy, I think you and I need to agree that once those go on sale and Michael Barr buys one, we're going to call Cube and tell him we're going to produce a show of Michael Barr playing basketball in his backyard as some additional content for, for the league. You will anyway. be entertained. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, Mike, I'll send you one, man. I'll send you one. You won't even have to buy it. I'll send it to you. You're the man. <laughs> hey, Cube, Cube, I was curious why you, the playoffs will be in Atlantis and not someplace on, on the mainland. I'm sure there's a, there's a great reason for us. Can you share it with us? <laughs> man, the Bahamas, like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, what's great about this league, you have you know, great companies and great uh, resorts and places contacting us, seeing if we're interested uh, in in doing a a game um, or or uh, you know something like a playoff and a championship. Uh, so when Atlanta's called and you know we were able to work out a great situation for the big three. Um, it was a no-brainer to be able to reward our players with, um, with you know, if you play hard, you, you make it to the playoffs. You can you can find yourself in the Bahamas. Now, if the guy if that doesn't get the guys to play hard, their wives when they right. hear that, you know, <laughs> they can get a, a paid vacation in the Bahamas, like. That's going to make them work hard. So, you know, we just felt like it was a win-win all around, you know, for reward the best teams and get everybody to play their hardest to get there. And uh, so we're happy. We're, we're uh, you know, blessed that Atlantis, uh, you know, wanted us to be there and wanted to host uh, the big three. So, Cubit, as we wrap up, I, I want to go back to and build on something that Michael Barr asked you a little bit earlier, which is kind of the the span of your career and and specifically this notion that you know you you've made a, a leap, as it were, from your early days as as obviously a very influential musician and actor to producing, being behind the camera, now an owner and an operator of a sports league. Tell us about the the importance for you of that move and the different perspective, because it's one thing to be in front of the camera. It's another thing to be behind the camera, to be raising the money, to be sort of putting the team together. Help us understand the significance of that. I love it. You know, that's where the action is, Um, to be able to, you know, get in front of the camera and, you know, um, it's pretty cool. I, I like I dig it, um, but to be able to be in the action, um, I love producing. You know, in movies, you know, you're kind of you're there from you know the start of the idea almost to the to the deep you know premiere to you putting out the DVD or the you know the the work so. It's just fun to be able to be in the mix on all those levels. You know, I, I get frustrated sometimes when I'm just the actor, you know, on a movie because, you know, you just come in and kind of do what they need you to do. You're not in those meetings. You're not kind of getting your hands dirty. So um, it's just, you know, fun to create 
on on that level, not just to create on what comes on in front of the camera, but people don't understand that most of the creation happens before the camera even turns on. It's all behind the scenes. It's the pre-production. It's uh, it's you know setting it up. That's why I love the big three because we get to set up the party for the guys to play. We set the stage for the guys to do what they do, and then we can sit back and enjoy it. So I'm usually getting the stage set up for me to 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 kind of go up there and do my thing. So it's kind of cool to set it for somebody else and let them do their thing. Um, and, and so I just like to create on that level. So that's where really get my juices going. Well, and it's interesting, too, to think about this moment. And I, I recently spent some time with, with Charles King over at Macro. And, you know, he talks about, as you know, sort of the importance of, you know, that representation behind the camera as well. Because, as you say, you're not just, you know, acting out what someone else has created. You're dictating what gets created and what gets made and how it gets distributed and, and who sees it. And it feels like belatedly, you know, horribly belatedly that we're sort of coming around to this notion that we do need broader representation at all levels, not just in front of the camera. Yeah, I think it makes us smarter. It makes us better. It makes us uh, more enriched when we get to see different perspectives and points of view. Um, and when when it don't happen when it should happen, you know, it's like it's all it's something that we all should combat because you know we don't want to become um, singular thinking or you know we we you know variety it's all that's the spice of life variety we don't want to all be the same um, so. You know, having more voices, different voices, being able to use those major machines that's built for creativity, you know, is a fight we all should be fighting to hear and see and watch. Amen. All right. Well, we've been a big fan. I think I can speak for all of us and say we've been big fans of, of all of your work uh, over the years, you know, Jesus, back to <laughs> back, back longer than any of us want to admit in terms of uh, how long we've all been doing this. So we really appreciate yeah. your time. Excited um, to see the big three kick off this weekend in Vegas. Ice Cube, thank you so much. Hey, man, thanks for letting me talk and uh, talk about the big three, man, my favorite subject besides me. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy. All right. Thanks all right. a lot. Thank thanks you. a lot. I got to say, Bar. Ice Cube, I mean, is he the coolest guy we've had on this show? I mean, we've had some pretty interesting people, but none with as varied a career, it feels like. And he is really all in on the big three. Talking about the Cube. I was really excited <laughs> to, to talk to him. He is – I'm always impressed when uh, I hear about the, the big three and the venture. And it, it appears to be, you know – getting its its wings and taking off, uh, the ratings are going to pick up because I think people are going to like this version of basketball. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It, it really is fun. 
Uh, it's something the whole family can sit down and watch. And he made a great point. He said, you know more of the players yeah. <laughs> to hear than you do in the NBA Finals. And he's right. When you hear the name Big Three, you think of the Big Three in the Nets. You think of Kyrie Irving. You think yeah. of uh, in the Big Three with the Celtics, Bird, McHale, and Parrish. I, I love the fact that he talked about how progressive this league is, and that's not surprising given uh, Cube and his history. Uh, they have Clyde Drexler as the commissioner, two female head coaches, Lisa Leslie and Nancy Lieberman. Amy Trask is the chairman of the board. She ran the Raiders for about uh, 17 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have uh, the first to allow to players to use CBD for pain. Uh, the first league to uh, p- have problems for, for mental health. And um, I think that is just great. Not to mention, you look at all the benches, you get coaches like Dr. J, Michael Cooper, and the glove, Gary Payton. Every one of us has images of all those three guys the, the minute that the names roll off our tongues. Yeah, it's funny. I just imagine this. Uh, excuse me, uh, Mr. Commissioner the Glide <laughs> Drexler. <laughs> just, uh, that, that's my favorite. That's, that's one of my favorite things from that conversation. All right, let's do it. Number of the week. My goal is to be the number one pick. That's something I've been dreaming of since a kid. It feels better to be number one than number five. I wear the number because of Mike. We have a chance to go for three in a row. Good numbers at a good time. When I first started wearing that number, I was just happy and proud. Bloomberg Business of Sports, the number of the week. Here we go. Oh, boy. From our friends at Sportico, Drew Brees has signed with PointsBet as the NBC equity ties overlap. Uh, and good for Mr. Breeze. What I want to know is, in the deal, let me read this right, PointsBet became the official betting partner of NBC Sports Assets. That includes NBCSN, uh, and et cetera. In the deal, which is valued at almost what, including the equity? I want the what. So this is, okay. This is the investment. How much is the investment? How much is it valued? Oh, how much? Okay, the company. Okay. Um, all right. I don't think it's unicorn, so I don't think it's a billion. I'm gonna go with. I'll go under. Uh, I'll go three quarters of a billion. Seven seven fifty seven hundred fifty million. Uh, I'm gonna go five hundred million. Good God! How do you do it? It's five hundred million dollars. <laughs> I mean, you go on the nose. You, you get the extra one hundred dollars from, uh, you know, for the on the on the nose. How do you do this, Lynch? How? I try to well, like erase everything in my mind, so I don't want to give any both of my mail to Lynch. Nope, 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 nope. And I mean, he I love did that you're it. trying to erase everything in your mind. <laughs> That's not hard, by the way. <laughs> well, J- Jason, Jason makes the mistake of going first. Then I have to I analyze. Stop going first. Yeah, has, has he like overshot the finish line? And if so, you know, I, then I think the Price is Right theory. So my mind is—that's how my mind basically works. And so I just picked a nice round number. You know, if he picked like you know six seventy-five, I would have been—I uh, might have picked like you know four ninety-eight. No. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. This is getting yeah. very complicated. All yeah, right. it is. Well, you've been listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports. Thanks for tuning in. We're here each and every week at the same time, plus online, wherever you get your podcasts. And there you can hear the extended versions of both the Michael Andretti and the Ice Cube interviews. We went deep with both of them. So catch those when they drop Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays on our feed. I'm Jason Kelly. Find me on Twitter at Jason Kelly News. 
I'm Mike Lynch, still waiting for my prize to arrive from uh, winning the uh, number of the week many, many times. And you can follow me at LynchyWCVB. Lynchy, like Spock. Remember, <laughs> I'm Michael Barr on Twitter at Sports. You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio around the world.